Patrick, it is just great to have you on um, again. We've got some very exciting news that's going to go conflict with what many people have been reading in the newspapers or seeing online about the latest uh, anti-amyloid drug. Um, What's the story there? Is it really uh, a good option, a bad option? What's the story? I mean, it's a bad option. The first thing we have to know is there have been 40 trials now on um, amyloid drugs, drugs that are actually almost closest to a vaccine in the sense that they're injecting anti-amyloid antibodies. And uh, amyloid accumulates uh, inside neuronal connections. So it's a bit like, you know, tackling arthritis by trying to deal with the scars. And of those studies where the data has been disclosed, which I think is 15 now, um, it's clear that they have absolutely no clinical effect at all. Now, what happened last year, you may remember, is that the FDA seemed to uh, 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 sort of conditionally approve a drug called um, yeah, which is the the same company, isn't it? Because lecanemab is the same and it's also an anti-amyloid antibody drug. So same family of drugs. Yeah, totally the same family. And uh, what happened is they didn't have enough clinical significance. Uh, uh, Basically, what you measure is the clinical dementia rating. In effect, that's what a doctor would use to to diagnose dementia. And it's an 18-point scale. And uh, on the previous drug, they got a 0.39 point drop. In other words, less than half a question. So, to but speak. they got statistical significance. Well, they did. Or no, did, no did they that not? one. They did no, it on the last drug, but they have on this one. Yeah. But this yeah. one has gone up to 0.45. In other words, less than half a point out of an 18-point scale. And of course, because it's a big study. I mean, the more people you have in the study, the more you can find statistical significance. And they just got statistical significance. Now, I mean, to put this into context, when uh, Professor David Smith gave people uh, B vitamins, he got um, 65% of the trials participants one year later had reduced their clinical dementia rating to zero, okay? So um, on using the same metric, we using, use clinical using, dementia rating, what's the difference? Exactly, the, the same rating, exactly. So we're talking many points drop. In a recent study on omega-3s, Uh, the drop was 1.5 points. So in other words, we're looking at more than three times as effective um, as this drug. And also, in a sense, that's kind of important, the clinical dementia rating. But we also have to look at the rate of brain shrinkage. And the best drug in this class has reduced total brain shrinkage over the period of a trial, which is normally a year, by 2%. Professor David Smith's group, on the other hand, have shown with B vitamins especially in those people who have sufficient omega-3, 73% less shrinkage. So it's like chalk and cheese. And two, two other really key points for people are going to be, at what stage do you administer either the drugs or the nutrients? Because I believe the drugs are all for early treatment, so early diagnosis, early treatment. But And the other side is side effects. Can you talk to those two points? Well, I think it's true with any drug or any nutrient, the earlier you do it, um, the better the results. So most trials now are giving it in what we call pre-dementia or mild cognitive impairment. There's a little bit of improvement in early Alzheimer's. But what's really critical is that uh, the side effects of this um, recent drug, lecanemab, occur, are basically brain swelling and bleeding, okay? And they occur, or they occurred in their trial in one in five people. Now, we don't yet know the cost of the drug, 
Uh, the previous drug had been pitched at $40,000. That's the treatment. But of course, if you've got brain swelling and bleeding occurring in one in five, you've got to be monitoring people with brain scans. And that whole process, of course, adds additional costs. And on top of that, if there are problems that need to be solved, that adds additional cost. And, and that's all against the backdrop of something that might cost 10p a day. What are the side effects of giving omega-3 and B vitamins? And the answer is, you know, less cardiovascular disease, uh, you know, better energy, better, you know, I mean, it just goes on forever. So we're really looking at a crazy situation where it is so incredibly obvious uh, that the way to go is not amyloid drugs, which have failed, in, you know, in all respects. And yet, uh, big pharma still is trying to push this one onto and, the health. And that's system. all about that's all about money control of the media because um, David Smith's research it got some headlines, but boy, has the lecanemab story got headlines? And I also see that it's um, it was an eighteen month trial, may have been a large trial. Mm -hmm. Is the implication that you would be on it for a lifetime? Because obviously the cost to society, particularly if it runs through, for example, the UK's National Health Service, is, yeah. is a huge, hugely different if you take it for 18 months versus the rest of your life. Well, of course. And also not only the cost, but I mean, do we really want to be putting elderly people who've got um, some level of dementia um, through these very toxic treatments and then doing brain scans and then dealing with the complications in one in five. I mean, this is so important. If a nutrient produced adverse effects in one in five, we're not talking mild adverse effects, we're talking brain swelling and bleeding, uh, you know, it wouldn't even be on the table. So this is really a crazy situation. And in the UK, particularly, uh, when one does a, a proper systematic review or meta-analysis as the National Institute of Health did in the States by Bedoun, and they attributed 22% of what we call the population attributable risk to raised homocysteine lack of B vitamins and 22% to a lack of seafood omega-3s. Or in China, the absolute best, which was done in 2020 by Professor Jin Tai Yu, who's a member of our scientific advisory board, as is Professor David Smith. Uh, and they showed that by far the highest level evidence of disease modifying treatment was B vitamins to lower homocysteine. But meanwhile, in the UK, um, we seem to put all the emphasis on something called the Livingston Review or the Lancet Commission Review, which at every iteration has completely, it's meant to be a systematic review. So it's meant to look at all the evidence. It's completely ignored the B vitamins. And with each generation of this, Professor Smith has written and sent chapter and verse, very, very clear, randomized placebo-controlled trials. So for some reason or other, certainly in the UK, but in other countries as well, to some extent, we are ignoring the two most simple things to do, which is lower your blood homocysteine by taking more B vitamins, particularly B12, which is often malabsorbable uh, in, in, in the elderly, and also increase your intake of omega-3, particularly DHA. And the, the big breakthrough that's happening is suddenly uh, we are realizing that these two are codependent. In other words, you can take all the omega-3 in the world, but if you have a raised homocysteine, it may not work. And similarly, you could get your homocysteine down with lots of B vitamins, but without omega-3, this doesn't work. And that's really a big breakthrough because it means uh, even what I'm telling you is underestimating the power of B vitamins and omega-3, which are cheap, non-patentable, not so profitable, but highly effective. 
absolutely and also another example of the synergy of nutrients nutrients generally mm -hmm. work as a symphony take them all together patrick absolutely great now there's two other videos we're going to be linking you to one is you're going to give us a presentation and the other is your video from food for the brain that also includes the cognition test so people can do an online test to determine if they're likely to um you know then then have to test their homocysteine is that not right looking at you're right decline. no you're absolutely right and um the film uh, that is called um how to build brain cells shows something very very obvious and what i like to say is if you give a builder a bag of nails you get a house no if you give them a hammer do you get a, a house no give them a hammer and a bag of nails and you do and the point of this film as you will see is that the neuronal membrane through which all communication occurs uh, has to bind something called phospholipids which are very rich in eggs to omega-3 DHA. And that binding is done by a process called methylation. Methylation depends on B vitamins. Watch the film and it becomes completely obvious why you need both. And uh, then, yes, I, I look forward to showing you the latest evidence linking the omega-3 B vitamin synergy. They Brilliant. are a dynamic duo. Patrick, thank you so much. The links, you'll find the links to the other two videos here. Thank you so much, Patrick. My pleasure.